Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, worship team. Thank you for that. Hallelujah. Um, a very welcome to you all uh, that are in this place today. And those that are watching online, we are live streaming from uh, Dublin, all nations. And um, we are here today, we are gathered in here. This is where, the, where we worship God. This is where the place where we lift the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, where he is, Jesus Christ is light. And where he is, there is no darkness. And therefore, we have to pray and we have to command the darkness to retreat because the darkness has no power, has got no strength in our lives. And this morning, we command the darkness to retreat from everyone's life that is represented here and their families and those that are watching online in the name of Jesus Christ. We are set free where we are, where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. And in here you are free, in the presence of God you are free. Because God sent his son Jesus and died on the cross and paid everything, everything that was due. And nothing left. Nothing left. And you have nothing to fear because everything was paid for. All you have to do is position yourself to receive. Because it's all been done for you. It's all been done for us all. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I just got a message here today that, uh, you see, because of darkness, because of the power of the prince of this world, he brings affliction upon people. It brings all sorts of uh, uh, things that are not right. Uh, we just want us to pray. Uh, it's people that we need to pray for today, this morning and break the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is Dennis in Florida. We want to lift him up in Florida in the name of Jesus. I tell you what, let's just stand together for a while. Please, will we? We're calling upon the Lord. We're asking God to intervene in these places, in these cases. And we're praying for Dennis in Florida. We don't know his situation. Some of you know it. But we're praying and we're binding whatever is coming against him, whatever has come, has confronted him, whatever storm has come in his place. We bind that today in the name of Jesus and we speak a release. We say to the devil, let him go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we lift up our sister, our fellow sister, we worship with her in here, Ellen. We lift Ellen into, his, into God's hands. He's a child of God. She's a child of God and she will not be tossed about by the enemy. And we release a power of healing, a power of healing. She has been set free. She was set free 2,000 years ago. And therefore we speak healing over Helen today in the name of Jesus. We speak total healing in the name of Jesus. And any one of you in here that is feeling sick in their bodies or their children or their family members, we connect to this right now in the name of Jesus and we speak healing into every one of your bodies. Let your bodies perform and command the way God created them to in the name of Jesus Christ. And we lift up, we said God reigns, God reigns in all the earth and we lift up Afghanistan. Afghanistan, there's so much turmoil going in there right now 
and I feel sorry. You see the women running around like headless chickens. Father, we lift up Afghanistan into your hands in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that you intervene in their place. You intervene in that land, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. We commanded the darkness to be pushed back in the name of Jesus. We stand upon, we stand with them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, when we come to church, we, uh, <clears throat> we leave home and we come to church and we say we're going to church. We're going to be, we're actually going to be in the presence of God. And therefore, when we stand and we worship, we're actually right in his presence. And we lift up our hearts with all that we have. We lift it to God. And we say, Father, here we are to worship you. Because he created us, not we ourselves. He created us that we might worship him. And therefore, when we come in here and we gather, we just have to leave everything and lock our minds of the world. Lock the world outside and be in the presence of God and have what he has for you. Hallelujah. So when you are in here, you are in his presence and he has a plan and a purpose for you. And this is what we have to receive. We have to position ourselves to receive what God for us. And we miss it most of the times because we don't have time for him. We don't have uh, time to listen. We don't have time to obey. This is what we need for us to have victory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I have a reading uh, in Isaiah, Isaiah 64. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good. Thank you, Lord. And Isaiah 64 and in verse 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear. Neither hath the eye seen, O God, besides thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth on him. Um, this is the word of God. And in the word of God, we have uh, principles that he has given us. And these principles are for our good. They are to give us direction and to give us uh, a way out of any situation, and all the principles are in his word, a lot of them. But I was just looking the other day at these principles, and I thought to myself, I think the one that really tops up the list for me was waiting. Because waiting, when I look even in our life, in the general life, even in the secular life, uh, waiting is a big problem. Because we want things today, we want things now, we want things very urgent, so we can't wait. So we have to embrace this waiting part, part of the principles of God, wait. And he has given us these uh, principles in his word, and now and again he mentions waiting, 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 because he is a God of time. He is a God that goes by seasons, goes he created the seasons and he created the time. So God is a God of time. While we are always in a hurry, we are always rushing to get things done. We are always rushing to get there. 
God will say, wait. Just wait. Hallelujah. So I don't know today, uh, do you really feel connected to God? Do you have an awareness of what he wants you to do in your life? Because a rich connection will energize for the week ahead and the times as well. We study in the Bible, uh, God has given us principles that I've just mentioned. And uh, it is not easy, I know. It is not easy at all to, to wait. But then in his strength, he gave us the strength. Because God's timing is everything. He has a plan for you, like he said in Jeremiah 29, 11. I have the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So whatever we have in life, never ever think that God is with that bad thing. Because he says the thoughts that I have for you are of good and not of evil. To give you an expected end. An expected end is the ability to go and cross over into what he has for us. And that is eternity. That is the expected end. Hallelujah. Now, we need to trust for us to be able to do this. We need to have trust. For anybody, I have seen some people when they talk and say, I will come and see you next week or I'll see you at 11 o'clock. And if there's other people there, if they, don't, if they know a lot about that man, they look at each other in the eye, what do they say? Are they saying, do you really trust what is just said? We will wait and see, okay? But then with God, he says in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So if we take time, to trust in God and know that he is who he says he is and wait on him. He will direct the path. He will give us a vision on how to get to a breakthrough, to get that which we are looking for, that which we want, that which we need for our lives, for our families and our children. Amen. So turning away from his plan, really, when you turn away from God's plan, is a complete disaster because you are saying you can do it alone you can go on your own but then when you go on your own you see god knows the end from the beginning the word says so he sees what is coming ahead but when we go on our own we don't even know what's around the corner but he knows so when we go we think we are going on a smooth run and all of a sudden we go into a dip and we're done but when god says he's leading we must follow. We must discipline ourselves to follow God. And then he will direct the paths for us. But sometimes he will say, wait. He will say, just wait here a little bit. Because he knows what's ahead of us. He knows the storms that are coming. He knows whatever that is not good for us. Therefore, he will say, just wait here. Because then he will let us go when the storm is gone past. So we need to trust in him that when he says wait, we need to wait because he is sovereign and he sees ahead of us. So we need to believe and trust that what he says is true for us. What he says is good for us. If we do not have that in our hearts, then we are all in a mixed field here. We we are neither moving or forward or to the side. We're not getting anywhere, really. So we need to trust in God and um, 
avert all these disasters that come with, uh, with our own uh, minds, with our own plans that we plan as human beings because of our wisdom, our head knowledge. That's only head knowledge. That only sees as far as we can think. And we can think very far. We can see tomorrow even. We can see what is going to happen at 2 o'clock today. We can see that. So we just plan blindly. But God knows exactly. When he says, now go, you go. He says, stop, you stop. It is very difficult to stop. But he has shown us in his word uh, everything that has happened to the people of God that waited on him and those that did not wait and what happened to them that waited and what happened when they were waiting. So when he says wait, it does not mean to just sit back and, and, be, and forget about everything. There is things that you do when you wait. That you are believing in the Lord God because he is there. And when you sense when you connect, when you have this discernment, when you have this connection with God, you can know what he is saying to you. That's why I said, do you really feel connected to God? Because when you are connected to God, this is when you feel and you sense what he is saying to you. This is when you are inclined to hear what he is saying. Go ahead, son, daughter, wait for now. This is not your season. Just wait and go. You see, the problem is with us people in the flesh is we pray for something today and we want it tomorrow. And we pray and we look at uh, our sister next door. They prayed and they got theirs. I did not get mine. But remember, God created the seasons. So there is a season for yourself. There is a season for myself. There is a season. You see your sister being blessed and getting all the things that she, she has prayed for. She tells you she's giving you uh, uh, testimonies but probably you are just in the planting season. She is now in the harvest season. So you carry on according to your season. Amen. So bless the sister that has been blessed because she is now in the harvest season, but you are in the planting season. So you move in your season and trust God that you will make things grow. I love to grow things, but I put sometimes seed in the ground and all the time I wonder what exactly is going on down there. What exactly is going on down there? But God knows. Because the Bible says he makes the seeds to grow. And all we see in the end is the shoots, the green stuff coming out. Oh, my thing has grown. Hallelujah. And then we start watering it. And we start watering it. And we start feeding it. So this is what happens. God is in control. Do not fret, he says. Do not fret. He is in control. He is in charge. We, we, we trust in him as much as we trust by putting the seed in the ground and believe that it will grow. Amen. And then wait and let him do what he has for us. He has an excellent plan, a fantastic plan for us. So we wait what he has for us. And then when we, we, we see this, what he is wanting to do with us in, in our lives, and then we begin to perform and to work with him as we water that plant and add fertilize or manure to it and tender to it because it is now visible. Amen. So the things that we don't see, the things that we can control, like the growing and the seed and the ground, that is not for us. The things that we ask God and we do not see, we leave it to God. We leave it, we lay it down there and wait on him. Amen. He says, I am a God and I am in heaven. And if my people that are called by my name will call unto me, I will hear. 
So he hears us. And I will come down. He will come down to your situation. And I will heal your land. And that means he will release every obstacle, every entanglement that is going around your life, your children. Amen. So it is very important, church, that we understand this waiting. Uh, is a lot to say that I have in my heart, but I believe because the time that we have or everything else, but I'm going to do my best. Maybe sometime I'll come again and, and we keep going because this is a principle that is lacking in the body of Christ. The children of God do not really understand what waiting is. Waiting, is, waiting does not mean to go and lie down in your bed, no. Waiting is to move to be alive, while you are waiting, you praise God. While you are waiting, you get into his word. While you are waiting, you worship him. Because he deserves all the glory. Amen. So while we are waiting, we call upon his name. Jehovah, my Lord, I know that you are working on this. I know and I trust that you will deliver at the right time. I know that you will give me this thing when you know it is best for me to have it. Amen. When I am hope, yes, and give hope, it gives us hope to know that God is with us. Amen. If I have a, a child, a 16-year-old child, and I ask for a BMW sport car, 16-year-old, no license, no much experience in driving. I don't think I'll buy it for him because he hasn't got the experience. He hasn't got the, the, the license. He hasn't got, if I do it for him, I've only taken my son into doomsday because he is going to kill himself. But I will wait for him until he's mature enough, until he's got a, a, a license. He's, uh, he's been permitted by the laws to drive. Then I can give him something like that. And the same thing that happens with God. Sometimes we ask for things that are too advanced for where we are. We ask for things that we will not be able to handle for where we are. That's why he delays. When we ask, it does not mean that we have to have it today. When we, we get a promise, it does not mean that it's falling onto our lap today. I want to bring you to, uh, um, to the time Samuel, to the book of Samuel. Remember when Samuel went to anoint David, he went to the house of Jesse and everybody else, the Lord did not approve. And then they said, one boy is in the field, David. And he called him, and he came, and he anointed him. The Bible says he was 16 years old. But he did not come king the following day. And that anointing that happened to David did not bring any joy, but it brought misery. Because for 14 years, he was running away from Saul's sword. Running, but waiting. But what did he do in the waiting? He saved Saul, the same king that wanted to kill him. He says, I will not kill. He had two opportunities to kill him, but he did not because he honored God. He was anointed by God. Amen. And what did we see? What do we see in his waiting? In his waiting, God taught him how to feel pain. God taught him how to forgive. God taught him how to love. So as a future king, 
He had to have these attributes within him for him to be able to lead. But God had to teach him these things. Being anointed as a shepherd boy and straight onto the throne was going to be disaster. He had to go through some learning. He has gone to go through some process to learn from what God wants because he was going to lead the nation. So he learned these things taught by God. And he does the same for us today. He teaches us. But then while we wait, do not lose heart. Worship God. Praise him. Thank him. Thank him even for where you are at, where you are waiting at. For that bus stop where you're sitting, waiting for him, thank him. Lord, I thank you while I wait here. I know you're making it ready. I thank you, God, while I'm waiting here. I know you will bring it at the right time. I thank you, Father, while I wait here, that your will and your plan and purpose for my life will be accomplished. Amen. So this is what we do, church. And I want to bring you a few uh, scriptures that just really tell us about uh, 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 waiting on God. It says in Psalms 25, verse 1 to 2, when you trust in God, you will not be ashamed. When you trust in God, you put your trust in God. They say, what are you waiting for? I've been praying for this in church. This is at work now. I've been praying this in our church and I'm believing God. They think you're crazy. But I tell you what, you will not be ashamed because he is going to prove to those people that are looking and ridiculing you that he is God and he reigns. Amen. So do not be afraid because he will not let you be ashamed. Hallelujah. And in Psalms 40 verse 1, it says, Wait patiently for the Lord and he will hear your cry. Wait patiently. It is very hard. But when you wait patiently, you wait and you know that it is coming. You know that someday it is going to happen. But when, I don't know. But in his time. And his time is always good. There is nothing. The Bible says his blessings adds no sorrows to it. When God opens that door, when God releases, there is no tears after that. Amen. When he blesses you, when he opens that door for you, there will be no tears. There will be no, no uh, uh, regrets because he blesses what he blesses and no man can ever change. Amen. Uh, in Psalms 119.74, it says, again, we need to wait on the Lord. That's why I said it's full of his word on waiting. And in 81, it says, wait. What he says in 81 is to wait for his direction. It is also good to wait, but sometimes it is very important that you sit there and you wait for the word. Wait for that word that he tells you what you need to do next, where you need to go. Most of us are here. We never thought, I never dreamt that I could be here one day in Ireland. <laughs> Let alone be standing here and, 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 and giving the word of God to people. I never thought that. But this is what God does. So it is him that gives us direction. It is him that leads. Let him lead. Praise the Lord. Let him lead and we follow. Christ says, lift up your cross and follow me. But a lot of us want us to dictate. We want to tell God and we go ahead and he's behind us. But God cannot be dictated to. We are to follow him. So we follow behind him and he dictates because he sees before the things that, that we can see. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. And uh, I just wanted to uh, stamp these uh, few, few points into your hearts that you keep them and you remember them because they are very important. Uh, this is to help us. And people say, but how do, how do I wait? How do, how do I wait? How do I do this? Because it's very difficult. It's even difficult to wait in our, in our daily lives for things that we, we really need urgently. I, I couldn't wait. I had to go. Somebody comes. But I told you to wait. I, I couldn't wait. I had to go because we are so much in a hurry. Because we can't wait. We do not know how to wait. But this is how we wait. Uh, in, a, in, a, in Psalms 37, we ought to wait. This is our wait. Patiently. Patience. Have patience. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be too anxious. Don't be distressed about situation. Have patience and wait. And secondly, uh, the first one of patience, just as a farmer, the Bible says in James uh, 5, 7, as the farmer waits for the rain, the farmer puts a seed and then he waits for the rain. Can you imagine if he would get out of his house every day and look up in the air? When is it ever going to rain? But he puts there and he knows, I planted my seed in the season and it, the rain is coming and it is going to germinate and I am going to have a harvest at the right time. Praise the Lord. And we ought to wait, to wait quietly. Quietly. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. It is in that stillness, when you are still, that you hear from the Lord. It is in that stillness that he changes us. He changes our situation. It is in that stillness that he opens, that he gives us revelation of our situation. It is in that stillness when we are not uh, 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 ruffled up and, and, and wondering what is going to go on, but when we are still and waiting. He says, and then you will know that I am God. How are we going to know? How are we going to know if we stay and be still because of what is going to come out of what he's doing? Then you will know. Praise the Lord. And what we will know is the results that we never expected, the things, the outcome that we never looked forward to. And he does it even better, even better than when we asked, what we asked for, he gives even better because he honors our waiting. Praise the Lord. We got to wait on him trustingly. As we said in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You got to trust. You got to trust. You said you're going to come and pick me up at 11 and you trust that he's coming. He might delay a little bit, but you know that he is coming. Why are you still here? Oh, my husband is coming to pick me up. But what's the time now? Oh, maybe he's delayed a little bit, but I know he's coming. Because you trust in your partner. You trust in your husband. You trust in whoever has promised you that they will honor what they have promised. And the same thing with us. We trust, we ask him, and we trust in him. And we know that he's going to deliver for us. Amen. And we got to... Uh, trust, we've got to wait expectantly. You've got to expect something. I'm sure all of us in here, when we came into the house of the Lord, we are, we are expecting something, aren't we? We are expecting something. 
all our lives are at a different levels. We are going through different things. We, we have issues in our lives that are all different. And we are expecting that when we come to the presence of God, that these things are going to be addressed by the Almighty. And he will. Because you have come in here today expectantly, he is meeting you at the point of your need. Amen. This today is what I hear, that he is meeting you at the point of your need. There is going to be a change because you come expecting. When you come expecting, you receive. Amen. So the God of heavens is a good God and he loves to give good gifts to his children. He says, if you men with your evil eyes know how to give good gifts, flowers to your wives, toys to your children, and every lovely thing, what about me, God? <laughs> what about me, God, that created you, that created the heavens? He gives even better gifts. Amen. So we trust in him. Praise the Lord. And we also wait, standing on, his God, on, on God's word, that is standing on his word, stand by his word. You know, I got a revelation a few couple of weeks ago uh, when I was uh, reading the, the word, and the Lord was like speaking to my heart to say that, you know, when Jesus was tempted after, after his fasting, the devil met him and he was tempting, and he asked him to uh, bow before him, and Jesus said, it is written. And he said, make bread because you're hungry, and he said, it is written. So everything that the enemy tries to do to Jesus, or tried to do to Jesus then, the Jesus pro brought the word back to him. So this revelation I got the other day was, you use the same word against what is coming against you. I said, but how can I use that if uh, somebody is putting me down and everything else? And he says, you pray, and you say, it is written. It is written in the book of the Lord that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. It is written. You must tell the devil, it is written. Or you will never amount to anything. It is written, I am the head and not the tail. It's only a matter of time, but I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. It is written. This word is written for you and for me. And we only need to know what we have as children of God. We have been given this power. This book, this word is ours for us to help us to stand, to help us to go through what we go through in this life. Amen. So remember, it is written. Hallelujah. Your child goes sick at night. You get up and you say, devil, you will not have my child. It is written. Hallelujah. Christ came and he died for my child. And therefore, I bind every sickness in him. Hallelujah. It is written. When you stand by the word, it is written, you have victory. Christ told devil, it is written. When you tell the devil, it is written, he will leave you alone. He left him alone, says for a while. But it does not matter if he leaves you for a while. Let him come back again. You are not a changed person. Maybe you are even stronger. You tell him, it is written. Praise the Lord. It is written. We stand by this in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy God. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
in Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 verse 3, it tells us about how God has planned things for us, how he has made things to work for us, how he has organized all these things for us. And uh, it says, whatever he has put in place will not be late. It will not be late for you. It will not be late for your situation. It will arrive at the right time. It will get to you when exactly you need it. It will be your thing right when you are almost losing hope. It will not tarry. I don't know what you are waiting for. I don't know what you are asking the Lord for. But he is saying to you today, it is coming. It will not be late. It will be on time. So you just wait in the process. Just worship him. Trust in him. Believe in him. He is there and he did it for you because he loves you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. Um, what I can just advise is, uh, you know, the wisest thing that you can make uh, as a Christian, a decision, uh, is to thank God and to trust in him. And waiting, in actual fact, will, will help us to grow up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father, touch the hearts. These are your children, Lord God. You know what the desires of their hearts are. They're calling on you, Father. There's tears. There's weariness. They're calling on you, Father. You said, wait, waiting here. We are waiting for you, Lord God. Touch their hearts right now, Lord, and give them that assurance. Give them that peace in their heart to know, Lord, that you won't be late, that you are on your way, that their request you have had in heaven, and you have it, Lord. Father, touch your people's hearts right now. Remove all those tears that are on the cheeks, some of them, Lord. Change their hearts for your sake, for your glory, Lord. Glorify your name, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glorify your name, Jehovah. Glorify your name, Lord. Let there be testimonies, let there be testimonies coming out of this. Hallelujah. As we leave this place, Lord, we pray that we will speak the same word to our families. We speak the same word to those that are, are lost, to those that are looking for, for a solution. We are looking all over the place for answers that only you can provide, Lord. Hallelujah. We trust in you, Jehovah. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Father, we thank you. 
Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we glorify your name. Now, you might be seated around there somewhere. I don't know where you are. And you, uh, you have heard this word. Hallelujah. And you are at some point that you are. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I want you to remember that Jesus loves you. Jesus sent his, his uh, God sent his son, Jesus, to die for you on the cross and paid the debt. He is willing to forgive you and wipe away all the sins, out all of them, and give you a new beginning. He will give you a new beginning. It doesn't matter where you are at. You might say, I think I, I, think I, I, I missed the boat. No, it does not matter. It does not matter whether you are 65, 85, 200 years old, 19, 16. It does not matter. God will meet you at where you are and he will change you from that time because his plans are never late. He has a plan and a purpose for you at whatever stage you are in. Praise the Lord. So if you are in here and, and you, you have not heard about Christ or you have only heard and you have not really experienced the way to get close to him or how you should do things. He is calling on you today. He is calling on you today. Open his heart to him. He called Zacchaeus from up a tree. Zacchaeus was so anxious. Even he was too short, couldn't mingle around the crowd. He went up a tree to have a better view of Christ. But Christ saw him up there and he said, come down Zacchaeus, today I go and eat in your house. Today salvation has come to your house. While the worship team comes. So today salvation has come to your house. Are you going to let Jesus go past? He says, knock and I'll open. He is knocking on your heart. Are you going to let him go? This is the time for you. Can we just stand for a second? Thank you, Lord God. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. He is worthy of honor. He is worthy of power and of praise. Hallelujah. Is there anyone amongst us today that says, I am just walking, I am just living this life, and I, I, I'm just walking blindly because it's just the life that I have and did not know that there is the creator and you need to surrender to him, you need to submit to him, you need to have him, uh, the control. Is there anyone here that has not given their life to Christ? Can you just show by lifting up your hand? If you're not saved and you do not know Christ, could you show by your hand? Christ is calling on you right now. He's waiting on you. His arms are opened. Anyone over here? Anyone in this section? Anyone up there? Anyone in this section that does not know Christ? 
Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. We are all saved. We thank God for that. We thank God for that. Now we have a mandate that we are all saved. We have a mandate. Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to all the nations. So you have the word. You have just stood here and, and testified that you are born of Christ and you have the word. So you have the word. So you go and preach. Preach the gospel, the good news. God loves them. Tell those people out there, God loves them. God has a plan and a purpose for them. Excellent plan. Tell them, church, we don't have a lot of time. We need to send a message across about God because Jesus is coming soon and he has given us this work to do. Let's do it diligently. Amen. Let's just pray to thank the Lord for what he has done in our midst. I believe and I know that he has done changes in our hearts that only us as individuals will sense as we leave this place, as we carry on with our lives, we will know that from that day, the Lord touched my heart and now I know how to believe in his word. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word, Father. We thank you for this seed that you have planted in our hearts. We pray that it will grow in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord, that we'll be able to pass on the word that you've given to others, Father, that are still walking in darkness in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that you have your way in our lives. Father, we pray as we leave this place, we commit the week ahead into your hands. We say, Father, have your way. Those that are looking for jobs in this place, Jehovah, you are God that provides. Those that are looking for other things, Father, that are crying, you are God that provides. We pray because you said, I will provide for all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And therefore, Father, we receive it today in Jesus' name. As we go, Lord, go ahead of us and be with us and protect us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, church.